Hello, this is Jamie Murray from Defiance, and you're listening to TV Times 3. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of... Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 186. On this episode, uh, we'll be taking another look at the 2013-14 TV season and also discussing recent episodes of Defiance, Falling Skies, and uh, the Mad Men season finale, uh, plus uh, some TV on DVD picks. And you can uh, find the full show notes with the start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 186. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Uh, I am Andrea Towers from Confessions of a TV Geek. And I am Emma Loggins from fanbolt.com. All right. Well, thank you both for uh, joining me. Thank you. One quick thing before we get into Are both of you going to Comic-Con? Of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think I realized today, because um, I was on a plane this morning coming back to um, Chicago, and I realized the next time I'm getting on a plane is when I go to San Diego. So that was actually exciting. All right. Well, I will. I look forward to seeing you both there again. Definitely. All right. And uh, with that, we got... One uh, one little news item of uh, some renewals is that uh, Netflix uh, renewed Hemlock Grove for a second season. Did either of you watch uh, Hemlock Grove? Um, I, I watched. Well, I watched like the first part of it, and then um, I kind of stopped watching. Which not because you know the, I didn't like the show or whatever, but I just kind of got really busy with things and it kind of fell off the radar. Um, but then after hearing people talk about it, um, I was excited it got renewed because I wanted to go back and, and watch it. And, um, you know, hopefully I'll be able to be all caught up for, for season two. Yeah, well, people said it seemed to say that it got better and it only could after that first episode, there's <laughs> no way it could have gone the other direction, but, uh, it kind of makes me want to go back and give it a few more episodes to see because I was completely lost and flabbergasted that this was even a show trying to watch that first episode. So interesting that uh, it must have got enough views on Netflix that uh, they decided to pick it up for another season. All right. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, Amory and I, along with the guest uh, Danielle Terciano, we uh, – did a five question segment where we talked some uh since we still can't officially review uh these episodes yet uh, of the fall pilots uh, and mid-season pilots that have been put out uh but we can say whether we like them or not you know give uh, some brief thoughts on them decided to do another uh five question segment with the andrea and emma to give uh, you guys another couple of views on what shows you might want to be keeping an eye out for uh, come uh, fall and uh, and mid-season, which is really where a lot of the shows that I like are. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start out. We'll start out with Andrea. Top five shows. Uh, top five fall shows that you've okay. seen. Top five fall shows seen um, for a lot of them actually. Well, three of them are ABC, um, which are Back in the Game, uh, Resurrection, and The Goldbergs, um, and then Almost Human on Fox and The Blacklist on NBC. Are all top five that I enjoyed my pilot watching so far. And how about you, Emma? Um, 
I will second the almost human and uh, the resurrection. Um, I also really liked, and I hate to say that I really liked this, um, but I really liked some of the the CW stuff that they have coming out. The originals I was a little disappointed in uh, just because they only had one new scene. I'm I'm hoping they're going to add more to that, but it was only one new scene. And then the other one that I really liked, and I'm totally spacing on the name of it. Um, Oh, crap. The Rain? Or no, tomorrow not, people? No, keep going. The 100? Starcross, that's what it was. Starcrossed? <laughs> that's, that's not till mid-season, though, so... Yeah, that's true. Those are the only ones I've watched thus far, though. I've, I've got to get... I've been watching so much other TV, I haven't had a chance to watch all the pilots yet. Some of those are were on mine. Uh, definitely liked uh, Resurrection, and I liked The Blacklist. You know, Almost Human was pretty good. You know, I like the Goldbergs. And it's definitely pretty much every uh, network this year has their version of the Wonder Years. And the Goldbergs is ABCs. And uh, although it's probably the better of of those uh, types of shows that are coming out this, uh, well, over the next TV season. So what about some of the uh, ones that you've seen that uh, you're just like, uh <laughs> how did these make it to uh, to not only pilot you know but getting picked up how about you uh started with you emma um well so far rain i'm not i'm not greatly excited about it yet and i think it's just because um i i know so much about the time period that i'm looking at it and i'm probably analyzing it way more than I should be analyzing it because it's, you know, obviously not going to be historically accurate in the least. Um, but that's what really bothered me with that pilot. Um, that's that's the only one so far. Like I said, I've still got to watch some of the other ones, but that one just, I wasn't a big fan of it. So you weren't a big fan of the 17th century Gossip Girl? No, I really, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work for me. <laughs> what about you, Andrea? Um, so I actually, I, I only have two that I can think of off the top of my head, um, which I don't know if that's because I've just been so like overwhelmed with everything else that I haven't really had time to process what I did or didn't like. So like the things that stuck out at me just really stuck out at me. Um, but, um, they're both, um, from ABC, uh, lucky seven and trophy wife. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know. It's not that I didn't, you know, it's not that I hated them and thought that they were terrible, but they just, um, I feel like, you know, when I, when I find myself, you know, checking Twitter or Facebook or whatever, while I'm doing <laughs> something, that's probably a bad, it, has, know, it, it hasn't exactly hooked that. you. <laughs> so that's pretty much primarily why they went on my, you know, kind of bottom three shows listed. I mean, maybe they'll get better. I mean, I feel like that happened a lot with um, a lot of shows last year. Like, I was kind of disenchanted by the first one or two episodes, and then they got better as they went along, and I actually ended up really liking them um, or giving them another chance. But, yeah, that that would be um, – those would be my two for now. I like Trophy Wife, uh, but Lucky 7 was, def- was at the bottom for me. I just – it just didn't – I I didn't care about any of these people, <laughs> like nothing about it. I was like, haven't we seen this show before in various, you know, sort of versions? Uh, I don't know. It just, uh, there, there wasn't much about it that I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens with this next. I was just like, what is next that I have to watch? So yeah, I can, uh, I can definitely 
Definitely see that one on making the bottom list. Okay, so uh, move on to uh, uh, mid-season. And uh, Andrea, what uh, what shows that aren't premiering till next year sometime? <laughs> okay, so I'm actually I'm really excited for Crisis, partially because I'm you know really big fan of Julian Anderson. I have been for years and years since the X Files, so I was really excited when they announced she was coming back. Um, kind of really into primetime television, you know, not just as a guest star, but in her own series. Um, but I was, I actually found myself really surprised when I watched it, um, because it was a lot more serialized than I expected, which I figured maybe would throw me off because when something is that serialized, it's kind of harder for me to really get into it, um, from a pilot, but I was actually really intrigued by it. And I think, um, I think hopefully if they, really steer it the right way and, um, you know, kind of know where they're going with it and develop the characters and the relationships. It could be a really, really strong, interesting show. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with it, um, to seeing a premiere. And I really, really enjoyed the, um, watching the pilot. It was probably one of my top pilots that I watched. Yeah. I like, I liked crisis. Uh, it, it definitely has the feel though of like, it should be like 13 episodes and out. Like, you know, right. like, like there shouldn't be a season two of this. Uh, unless it's, you know, like some of the FBI characters working on another crisis, you know, type of thing or something. But uh, I, I like that one as well. Uh, how about, uh, how about you, Emma? Um, well, I'm intrigued by the one, the 100. Um, and really, besides that, I mean, I have a lot of interest in Almost Human, which I believe that's a mid-season one, though, too, isn't it? Or is it fall? No, Almost Human starts in the fall. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but besides the the Star Cross, which I said I you know hate to admit that I like, I actually haven't watched any <laughs> other of the uh, of the uh, mid-season shows yet. The thing about Star Crossed is, I I suppose I I said this previously as I suppose that. Uh, uh, aliens could age differently, so maybe an, an alien teenager, it's fine that he looks thirty. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Matt Lanter's just too old to be playing a teenager. It doesn't make any sense. I, I feel like it was the same thing though back in the day with Roswell, like Jason Bear playing Max Evans. Like he's clearly in his like you know early thirties playing the sixteen-year-old guy, and and that's probably like Starcross to me was Roswell meets Vampire Diaries, and I hate to admit that that pulled me in, but it totally did. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. I'd say it's sort of the almost the cheesiest of the CW ones, but. I would agree. <laughs> it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know it's not uh, watchable or something. But uh, it, that that one thing just bothered me. I I wish I didn't know like how old he was because I was just <laughs> thinking. All I kept thinking is like, if this show makes it four years, he's going to be thirty four playing twenty, you know, type of thing. And I was just like, yeah. that makes no sense. Uh, well, kind of like on the uh, uh, the guy that played Teddy on nine hundred two one zero. He was 30 when he took on that role. So, you know, just one of those things that it takes me out of it. Like, I don't totally buy. And interestingly enough, she has blossomed quite well since uh, Friday Night Lights. She has. That she kind of looks like a teenager. I mean, a little bit. But that scene at the beginning when she's running, you're just like, wait, that's the wait, that's her. 
because she easily looks college aged by you know by now, even though she's actually you know in her early twenties, which is when they tend to hire actresses and stuff to play in their teens. You know, because she actually was in her teens on Friday Night Lights. Right. So, but some of that just took me out of this sort of star-crossed teenage romance. I kept not seeing teenagers for some reason. And uh, not that it, I'm exactly in the demographic that the show is shooting <laughs> for. So, uh, but uh, The 100, I really like that show. It's my favorite of the of the CW's new shows. I I really like that one. And yeah. it was the one where probably it was kind of the one with the premise going in that I was probably most skeptical of, but it was the one that I liked the most. I'm glad that um I'm glad they're bringing it to Comic-Con. I was kind of hope um right they're bringing I think they're bringing it to Comic-Con. Yeah. Okay, correctly. Okay. I feel like I'm like I think I know what they're bringing and then I second guess myself <laughs> because I've gotten 80 mails in the past. And like. then you then you're like, "Wait, which which of the thousand <laughs> Warner Brothers shows are they <laughs> are they bringing? Uh, yeah, they're they're bringing yeah they're bringing the Tomorrow People and and uh, the One Hundred. I think uh, they're bringing the originals too. And and the originals. So yeah, they're bringing they're bringing like three of their of the well the ones that uh, are Warner Brothers produced for the CW. That'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah, I just uh, I just blasted all of the Warner Brothers PR people with emails this morning. <laughs> well, like, you're more on the ball than I am. It's, a, it's get on their radar early and often to get, <laughs> get press access. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right. So I think this is, this is probably the easiest question of all of them to, uh, to, to have the answer to, uh, but of the fall mid season shows of, that you haven't seen yet, uh, which one are you most want to see? I really want to see S.H.I.E.L.D. And everyone who is my friend or is in my circle knows that they probably need to tell me to shut up because all I talk about is how annoyed I am that I can't watch the pilot yet <laughs> and how excited I am for it because um, I'm, um, I'm big into Marvel and all of that and I loved Avengers and so... Um, yeah, so I'm really, really, really excited for that. And it's like the only thing that's not up. I mean, I know there are people out there who have seen it. I personally have not. So that's my that's on my wish list. And how about you, Emma? Um, I'm really excited about that one as well. Um, I'm looking forward to getting that one. The other one that I really want to see that I, I have, haven't had a chance to watch it yet, is Sleepy Hollow. Have you guys seen that one? No, I keep meaning to watch it. Um, that's also on my list of like... I have it, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet because I've been so behind on everything. But I heard it's really, really good. It's very odd in that you there's you're watching it going, this shouldn't be like this shouldn't be good, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> and you see it in the commercial. There's the scene where the headless horseman picks up a machine gun and starts blasting away, and it's just like so out there. But yet some <laughs> of it somehow kind of works. I'm. It's the one show that I'm like, I'm not sure if I like it yet. I'm like, I'm not sure if I, but I'm not, I don't like not like it. It was very, uh, like you don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. I'm not, not quite sure how to, I, cause I like those styles of shows where you take some, uh, you, you mix in like real history with, you know, a, a fabricated secret history that, you know, of, uh, 
you know, the headless horseman actually being, you know, real and, and all this stuff. And, and then you, because of, you know, something, they end up in present day, you know, Sleepy Hollow. And I like those types of ideas, but yet it seems so stupid on the face of it, kind of. It does. <laughs> and then when you're watching it, you're like, some of it works, but some of it doesn't. But, you know, they, they've tried to create, you know, a big sort of mystery within it to, you know, to prolong the the series. But it's, it's also one of those shows where you go, but if you have, you know, like an unkillable, <laughs> you know, <laughs> force running around, like uh, it it starts to get a little strange to see how far it'll go. But yeah, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely interesting. I'll, I'll leave it up at that, at that. But yeah, shield, I think is the one show that, uh, that most people that I know anyways, that are, I feel like, you know what? I mean, maybe it's just me. Did like, does no one have that show for, you know, whatever reason, like they just only, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why they haven't put that. I don't know why ABC <laughs> hasn't made that one available. Cause I imagine that they actually had a pilot before they picked it up, you know, that they didn't just pick it up in the middle of, of it. But, uh, I, it's one of those that I, I was like, I hope they put it out before Comic-Con. Right. Like, Otherwise yeah. I'm going to be like, so, um, here are my questions for you. They're all hypothetical. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're all completely yeah, and totally, uh, based on, the show that I've created in my head, you know, instead of the actual, uh, the actual show. But yeah, that's the, that's, that seems to be the, the one that was the, the one that everybody picked when we did this type of, uh, segment, uh, a few weeks ago. All right. Well, that's, uh, give you, uh, another little look at the 2013, 14 TV season and some shows to keep your eye out for. And, uh, we'll move on to the, uh, primetime segment. And the first show on our list uh, is uh, Season 1, Episode 9, If I Ever Leave This World Alive, of Defiance. And uh, let's see, who's... Uh, Andrea, was this on your list? Um, I'm trying to remember who, who mentioned it. It might have been both of us. I mean, I know I've been watching it. I can't remember if I specifically... Uh, have you been watching Defiance, Emma? I am behind on it, so it would not have been me. <laughs> Okay, so then it was probably me. <laughs> yeah, no, so I'll talk about it. Um, I actually, this was like one of those shows, I mean, as a whole now, and I feel like I can say this because the final episode, I believe, is tonight. It's still two more episodes. Oh, two more? There's tonight. two more. Okay, see, yeah, I'm 12, all 12-episode season. This is what happens when, like, you lose track of your days. You <laughs> 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 really don't know what's going on anymore. Um but I mean, as we go towards, you know, the end of the season, um, it was kind of one of those shows that when they were talking about it at Comic-Con last year and it was like a whole big thing, I kind of really didn't pay attention um, for whatever reason. And then I tuned, you know, when I tuned in finally when they aired it for the first time, um, I really enjoyed it. And it's just for me, it's gotten kind of better and better. And um, I mean, I've just always enjoyed campy, fun um, alien type farscapey weird shows like this, um, which is this is kind of a return to, but um, but I just feel like also with each week and especially in this last episode, um, 
it's really been, there's a really, really good focus on like relationships, um, and kind of building this world. And then, um, like I love the relationship, uh, you know, between, um, Amanda and Nolan. Like I love, uh, you know, I, I love what they've done with the whole kind of, um, like interracial type of thing when they, um, they go that route. It's just, I've just found that a lot of things that they do in that show and a lot of directions they've taken are really interesting, but it's also just a really, it's been really fun to see, um, kind of character development and, and also the music kind of each week, which is kind of, I feel like it's kind of weird to say, but I love the music that they choose to end each episode and it kind of always, um, draws me in at the end. So, I've just felt like this is just such a good show. More people need to be watching, um, even if you kind of don't like, you know, that kind of sci-fi stuff. I really liked the show from before it came on. I liked the idea behind it. I liked the idea of a show and a game, even though I'm not a gamer, sort of sharing the same world at the same time, not being a show based off a game or a game based off of a show. Uh, that whole idea had and having had a chance to visit the set, it, that was very impressive. And learning a bunch of the stuff like the creating of actual languages for the alien races and stuff like that that they did. And so much went into it that I don't know. I think my expectations were like super high. And while I enjoyed the pilot, the next few episodes just left me sort of like, well, this is all right. You know, I wasn't, like, super sucked in, really. And I think it has gotten a little bit better because they have started to delve into some of these other areas and flesh out more of who these different aliens are that seem to be taking them... They weren't really doing a lot of in the beginning. It seemed to be taking too long. Or I felt like watching the first half of the season that you needed to have read, like, all the online stuff, you know, backstory type of things to really understand some of the stuff that was going on, which to me, I shouldn't have to go searching out extra information. I should be getting it from the show. You know, you should be able to get it by watching it, not have to do other things to, uh, you know, to be able to in understand what's going on. But I think it's grown in that over the course. And tonight's episode is actually the one where something happens where I got more hooked on the possibility of of you know where the show could go and then where it goes in the final two episodes of the season uh I was like okay I'm I'm ready for another season of this but it took a whole season you know I had to, had to give it a whole a whole season in that first part I mean I like you know this episode it was uh it was it was all right, but uh, it really it really wasn't until tonight's episode that I became sort of I don't know more completely hooked on on the show and and where it can go. Uh, there's a there's some definitely interesting directions that it heads, which is which is the things that I've been like <laughs> wanting it to do type of, type of stuff, but it it seemed to not be getting there. But then I guess you got to lay some groundwork too, but it does seem like they could have gotten into some of it a little earlier, maybe. I, I was going to say um, that's, I mean, as much as I did love 
or do love the show. That was one of the things, um, you know, there were kind of parts in episodes that kind of dragged a little and, and were a little drawn out and not as exciting. And I especially felt that kind of with this last episode um, was like, okay, like, yay, everyone's sick and that's great. And like, <laughs> like kind of like we kind of get more to the action and all that. But, um, but I think you're right. I mean, I think it's, um, it's kind of built, it's built itself up slowly, but it has enough, um, kind of, you know, it has enough of those, like you get into the relationships, you get invested in the characters. It kind of, that's what kind of pulls it along. Um, so you're not completely disinterested in it. Yeah. I, I, they, they have done some with the characters and that's, that continues to build over, over the season where you, uh, you really like the different characters and how they play off of each other and, you know, what they're, trying to do and it just seemed that in the first few episodes that you were like okay this is this big space you know type of these aliens came and you know there's all this stuff but i'm i'm watching law and order you know (laughs) and or or you know i'm watching you know just a regular some sort of procedural type show set in this fantastic world and i'm like you've done all this you should be doing seems to be you should be doing much more some of the stuff that they've gotten into later uh where you learn more about these different the backgrounds of these different uh you know aliens and i still want to know more about you know why they came and and you know they've started to get into more of that as a storyline has gone gone through uh where you learn more about what their life was like before and what they want their life to be like now, and and the ideas of the the one uh, the the young couple, you know, one human, one alien, uh, but they've fallen in love. That aspect, it just seems like they could do more with those types of storylines. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I keep looking at this show as sort of like Battlestar Galactica. It had like a lot of big flashy stuff, but there was a lot of meat to the storylines and they did a lot of things that took things that were happening in our present day lives and, you know, flipped it on its ear uh, to to tell a story. And it became very engrossing and very interesting. And it seems like they could do more of that type of stuff with the situation that they can use the aliens to, you know, be the representative of something that's going on now uh, to tell some sort of story or give another perspective on something. That was what was so interesting about a show like Battlestar Galactica. And it seems to be that extra little bit that's missing uh, in, in defiance for the first part of the season. No, I, I, I agree. Um, And I think that's a really good way to, to kind of describe it. All right. Well, uh, I think that's enough of defiance because I don't. I, I, it's one of those that the screener showed up and I watched it over the weekend, and now I have like the last three episodes of information in my head. But <laughs> I don't want to necessarily say something that you know, like if I say something about happens in tonight's episode, not a huge deal because the podcast doesn't come out for a couple days. But uh, I don't want to spoil anything for the uh, but I can't seem to when I get multiple episode screeners I can't seem to if it's something that I like 
or that, to, that gets me, I can't not stop. Right. <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't go, okay, well, I'm going to wait till next week to watch the episode before next week's episode, you know? <laughs> I was, I was that way with Hannibal, which my friends yelled at before. Cause we're like, why? And like, why, why are you going to watch without us? Like, but I have to know what happened. <laughs> yeah. When the last two episodes became available, I was like, boom. It's like, sorry. <laughs> Watching that. All right. So we'll move on to another, uh, alien drama. This one on TNT, Falling Skies, uh, season three, episode four, uh, at all cost. Uh, this one uh, Emma mentioned in show she'd like to talk about. So, are you watching it, Andrea? Um, I am not caught up on it, no, but I am watching it. So it's kind of the, the reverse. It's kind of a reverse <laughs> <laughs> of, of, of defiance, exactly. There. Okay, so Emma, what do you think of uh, Falling Skies season three so far, and uh, up through episode four? Um, well, speaking of shows that you watch ahead on screeners, that has been me with this show. Yeah, I know. I've seen the next one, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. I mean, right now, it's hands down my favorite alien show. I think that it's it's upped its game this season. The effects are better. Um, the new alien is just amazing. Doug Jones does an amazing job with it. And that's really what draws me to the show is the the realism of the aliens you know it's not heavy cgi it's it's they look legit and of course a lot of that is due to the fact that they use puppetry for um for some of the costumes but um as far as like the the plot this season i really like where they're going you know they've they've changed it up a lot with having them set up base in charleston kind of create this new government and um we're, we're seeing how Hal is being affected by um, something that Karen has implanted into him and how that's kind of creating this love triangle between Hal and Karen and Maggie. And now it seems like there's very clearly, after last night's episode, you can very clearly say that there's an evil Hal. Um, and there was a, a make-out scene last night with evil Hal and Maggie, and then you, it, which I, I felt was a little bit out of place. But I think it's kind of an interesting dynamic for, for those characters. But what I've really been intrigued by this season um, is Anne and um, her baby and what the heck has been going on with it. Because <laughs> it's like the creepiest little baby ever. That, that, is, that is super creepy. And they've done a good job of so far that you're not quite sure whether there really is something wrong with the baby or whether there's something wrong with Anne. Right. Cause no, cause, or there's something wrong with the baby, but it's also super smart. So it only does stuff when mom's in the room and nobody else is. <laughs> uh, so it, it, they've done a good job of leaving you guessing as like, is she seeing things or is this really happening? And well, if it's really happening, it's it's even creepier, you know, even creepier still. You know that would be, uh, but I like the uh, the addition of the sort of like mad genius in the basement scientist. Oh yeah, uh, to to help with things. Uh, I like the addition of the new alien. In that, are they helping or are they helping just for now? But then there'll be a problem, you know, <laughs> afterwards. Uh, so there's added in a, a new dynamic uh, with that, and uh, it's it's definitely. I think you're right. It has. I think each season it sort of has stepped it up more and more. Uh, they keep adding a, a little bit of of new stuff. I'm not quite. Uh, the one thing I don't kind of like is 
is the these little teeny alien bugs that can get into somebody because right. it almost makes it too easy uh that that anybody it makes it too easy that anybody could be bad at any time type of thing uh that's the yeah. that's the only thing I didn't like about the introduction of that and like that was in like season 2 really when that didn't that was like the first time that happened uh, yeah, it happened in season two, and that was that was the big cliffhanger at the end of season two. Is you know we we saw how with this you know creature thing you know crawling um, into his eyes. So um, and which is kind of brought us the whole evil how thing this season. But you're totally right. But it introduces this element of you don't know who you can trust, and you don't know if they're even aware of it. Um, how of course seems to to be somewhat aware that you know there's something up now. Um, but before that, he didn't really seem to have an idea either so it it really makes it to where you don't feel like you can trust any of the characters or their intentions and while that adds some suspense it also makes it too like too much like it it makes it it makes it too easy to just throw in a twist someplace because oh this person's also been taken over uh so that's the one element of the show that that bothers me a little bit but i I think for the most part they've been doing uh, a a good job, and you know where the the story goes in the in these last. I'm trying to. I can't remember <laughs> having such a hard time remembering like what happens in last night's episode as opposed to next week's episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you watch that episode last night again? Uh, I'd already seen it, but but, but do you yeah. remember? Do you remember how that one ends? That one it just was crazy that we we don't really know what's going on with Anne at all now and we're just hoping we're gonna see her again (laughs) that that's where we are now with Anne um and of course you know we found out that it was not totally all in her head with the baby although it still could be to some degree but we do know that the the baby seems to have some alien DNA in it now yeah it's once you get the uh she she gets the (laughs) a lot of blood work done on various people including uh slips that one in to see uh but there's some interesting things that happen with the finding out about uh other other groups out there and mm-hmm. uh, of people and uh that that are that are interesting where you end up having you know, you, you have a you have somebody come in uh in one of the episodes where they see you consorting with the aliens and it's like wait you know some of the aliens aren't so bad a type of thing that was that was an interesting story and where that uh where that goes has been pretty good i i think i'm definitely like i've been <laughs> waiting for like uh the sixth episode to show up because me too uh, the, <laughs> as a as a hashtag tv blogger problems uh, <laughs> I've been waiting a month to see new episodes, but yeah, I'm really liking this this season. Um, while it may not be a show that new people can jump into, it's also only does ten episodes a season, so it's not hard to go back and watch the previous two seasons, right? Uh, you know, to sort of catch up uh, on something like this. Um, it's not like you're three seasons into something that does 24 episodes a season or something. Uh, you're, you're basically one regular TV season of episodes into this, the show right now. Right. Uh, 
so that's a uh, that's one thing I would you know if you haven't seen it but you like these type of shows I would recommend you know going back and from the beginning and and watching uh, and as we've both mentioned it improves you know it it continues to get better uh, and the twist that they throw in each way like you know with, with the end of last season you're like oh wait there's another alien and then you find out at the beginning of this season okay they're working with this alien but can you trust him i don't know yeah <laughs> it's an that's an interesting new storyline but at the at the end of the last season you're like oh crap did they have a whole nother you know whole another uh, bad guy <laughs> a whole another bad guy to deal with or or is this an, another alien that is going to be helping the other ones or is, are they going to be, is there going to be like a three-way battle going on now? Or, you know, they, they keep doing that type of stuff where they, they drop in these, these new things, especially as they build to an end of a season. Right. And then they, you're like, okay, what are they going to do now? And they usually come back with some sort of, uh, an interesting, uh, you know, new direction for the show. Right. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's falling skies. And uh, the last show on the list is uh, Mad Men, uh, season six, episode thirteen, uh, in care of, which was the season finale. And this is the show that I don't watch, but both of you watch it. So I'll let you two go <laughs> go at it a little bit. What do you think about? Start with you, Andrea. What do you think about uh, season six and how where it built to and how it ended? Um. So my. Basically, my Mad Men um, feelings for this season have been like literally all over the map because there were some um, there were some episodes and some scenes and moments that I really, really loved and that I thought were um, were really well done. And I really liked the direction they took. There were other things that happened during the season that um, I was not a fan of or episodes that I just felt were way too strung out. And every so often I'd look up and I'd be like, Oh my God, it's 1035. Like, you know, why isn't, <laughs> why haven't we gotten anywhere yet? Which is what I hate to do during any show that I enjoy. Um, but I mean, I watched the finale yesterday and then I specifically kind of stayed off Twitter because I didn't want to be influenced by like anyone else's opinion. Cause I didn't know how I was going to feel afterwards. And I still felt like I was in kind of that, you know, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it in terms of the season overall, um, which I suppose is, you know, better than uh, just saying that I didn't like it, which I felt like a lot of people just were kind of dissatisfied um, with this season, at least from what I saw over my Twitter feed. Um, but then in terms of where of the finale and where they left it, um, I actually really liked a lot of parts in the finale. And it was funny because um, whether or not it was just because I knew the finale was coming up or um, I had been thinking of other episodes, I was thinking a lot of Peggy kind of leading up to this and how it was kind of in the back of my mind of how I really um, have enjoyed her journey kind of over the course of the show. Um, and then it kind of ended up with, you know, that last shot of her and Don's chair and the silhouette and which obviously is like really subtle, but not subtle. Um, and I think it's going to be really interesting for next season. And I'm kind of really interested in seeing where, um, they go with that. And then also with, you know, the fact that, um, Don is, is kind of on his own in, 
a lot of respects. And now he's not, um, you know, he's kind of cut off from most of his family, um, you know, emotionally. And he's been kind of, for lack of a better word, let go from the firm. Um, and I think it's just, I think it's a very interesting setup where they left a lot of characters to go into the final season with everyone kind of in limbo and depressing, which really is, a, I guess, not that different from other seasons. But I guess in the back of my mind, knowing that they're going into their final season where they left everyone um, kind of made me think a little bit more about the choices that they made. Um, so I actually enjoyed the finale. And I think, you know, overall, I, I really liked the season. Um, there were parts of it I you know, didn't enjoy that much, but obviously not enough for me to say that it was, you know, not an enjoyable 13 hours of my life every, you know, one hour every Sunday. So, so that's kind of where I was with it. How about you, Emma? Yeah, um, I echo a lot of what you said. I felt like a lot of the episodes this season, we didn't really accomplish anything. We didn't really progress the story along at all. And then I felt like, you know, we, we kind of, I mean, the the last episode especially felt like a turning point. And I've said that a couple of times before, so I'm a little reluctant to say it again. Um, but I think with Don knowing, you know, Don and Sally having experienced what they experienced and he knowing that she saw that is just kind of this like horrific moment of his life that maybe – Maybe that's what it took to get through to him because, you know, after that one scene, not that we haven't seen Don spiraling, you know, down this entire season, but I think especially after that, that really clearly emotionally affected him. And I feel like there is more chance of him redeeming himself now than there has been in the past because it seems to have emotionally affected him, whereas other things he just has not seemed to let affect him. Um, so I'm really excited to see where they go with that. Uh, Peggy's another interesting, an interesting aspect of this. Cause I had always said that I would have loved to see this show end with it being a woman's world more or less. And Peggy kind of becoming the new Dawn. And that's kind of what it represented to me in last night's finale. And I don't know if that's, you know, going to end up being where they go with it or not, but, you know, ultimately I would love to see it with Peggy having her own firm and then Dawn, you know, trying to find a job again and having to interview for Peggy. I think that would be awesome. Um, but ultimately I think that where we're going into the next season, um, it's definitely going to be a different, type show than what we've seen before. At least I hope so. I mean, it seems with what Don went through in the, in last night's episode that something has to change. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that a lot. And, um, you know, like you said, the whole, uh, Don and Sally thing, I actually think that was part of what fueled the last few episodes or two or three episodes, um, whenever it was, but that, because that to me, I mean, kind of really raised the stakes, I think, both for the character and then for me as a viewer, it was like, well, you know, they went there and they're, you know, they're exploring that. And that's, I think, um, and that was, I think, really, that was really interesting for me and just to see how, um, you know, they would explore that impact on his life. Because I feel like throughout the whole series so far there have always been points when I've kind of looked at this and been like are your kids just like like is this ever gonna affect them like at all are we just gonna you know (laughs) like I think I just felt that I'm like I know like you know you're obviously you're growing up in that household whatever and you're fine but like really like no one's ever gonna find out anything no one's ever gonna have a problem with I mean we obviously saw you know Sally starting to have a problem with um with Betty you know, last season and then 
but so it was kind of nice. Like I, I really like that. It's like they're kind of tapping into um, kind of a bigger, uh, like the the bigger picture of Don's life and of his marriage and everything surrounding it. Right. Yeah. From an from an outside observer, it did seem like a lot didn't happen in this season because I didn't see a lot of discussion about it on Twitter or or Facebook or, or anywhere until like the last couple episodes where there seemed to finally be some developments like that people were like actually talking about and stuff. So it, to me, it was kind of an interesting season that way. It was almost like, yeah, it was on. And, you know, like I remember hearing about it when it started, but I never really saw too much about it until, you know, the season was almost over. And that seems like an odd thing for a Mad Men season because it seems like I've heard or seen discussions about things that happen, you know, throughout a season uh, previously. And so this did seem to be, like I said, from an outside perspective, uh, one of the, a, a sort of a down season of big events taking place, you know, like discussion worthy things taking place. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I mean, I really think the Don Sally incident was the turning point for the season. Yeah, which happened right towards the end. So, right, <laughs> you know, exactly. And, <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, I was going to say that I I feel the same way. And um, I think it's funny, like with something like Mad Men, because people wait like an entire year for it. And there's always the build up, And everyone always talks about it building up to it. And then there was like nothing. So it was like, Oh, the show's coming back and this is what's going to happen. It's all exciting. And then there's like maybe a few people talking about it the day after, but then after that, it just kind of dies out and you didn't really hear anyone this season being like, Oh, like that one, you know, that one really good scene or, you know, that one moment I can't stop thinking of. So. Right. Yeah. I can only think of uh, one other moment, like earlier in the season where people were saying, is such and such a character going to turn out to be like sort of similar to this like real life person? Uh, oh, the Megan Draper. Yeah, type oh, yeah. of thing, and <laughs> and that was like that was like the only like the only thing I heard people talking about throughout the whole season until whatever it was an episode or two ago when he got walked in on, you know, and then you heard about that because that was like something big. So it was definitely an an interesting. Uh, kind of season, but I guess you know it built built to an end that while not maybe not a lot happened, it does leave fans of the show in that spot going, "Well, I want to see what happens next now, you know, <laughs> right. you know? <laughs> uh, which is kind of an an interesting thing all right well, that's the uh, prime time segment uh, for uh, this podcast, and uh, the uh, last little thing uh, some t v on DVD picks. Uh, for things coming out on uh, Tuesday, July 2nd. I can't believe it's almost July. That's scary. <laughs> it's, oh, man. And uh, my pick is uh, Last Resort, uh, which is sadly the complete series. Uh, I really like that show. I hope Sean Ryan gets something <laughs> someday that lasts uh, past. Uh, he's had so many really good to great shows, you know, recently that, uh, don't make it past, you know, some 10, 12, 13 episodes, uh, which is, which is too bad. But, uh, last resort, they at least had enough time to cobble together an ending in that last episode. So, uh, it's kind of 
you know, worth watching, you know, or, you know, renting maybe, uh, it's like a, be like a seven hour movie, basically, since you'd be watching it without the, uh, the commercials and such. Uh, so that, uh, that might be worth uh, checking out. There wasn't a whole lot, uh, coming out. Uh, Andrea, you had, uh, something you wanted to mention? Um, yeah, I think I mentioned the, um, the Dick Van Dyke show, um, one of the seasons that was coming out this week, uh, just because, um, I'm a, I'm kind of a big fan of like all the older TV and a lot of it has to do with the fact that that's kind of what I grew up on. Um, like when, you know, my dad would sit me down when I was younger and we would just watch rerun episodes like Bewitched and Dick Van Dyke show and then Abbott and Costello movies and like all of that era kind of. So that's like pretty much how I got into TV. So it just kind of makes me, um, you know, in like a weird nostalgic way, um, makes me kind of long for those the easier TV days when everything was funny and simple and it was like not the days of network television, but I, I liked the show as a whole and, um, and I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Well, you can't go wrong with Dick Van Dyke show. That is, that's a, that's considered a classic comedy for a reason because it is, you know, it is still, it's still funny uh, yeah, it's, to, it's, to, to watch it now. It's, it, it's, it holds up. And uh, Emma, did you have any, uh, um, I will second the last resort. I loved that show. It was, I feel like my favorite show every year ends up canceled, which is why, like, I hate to say I like anything at this point. Last, last resort was so good, and I just it it breaks my heart that we're not going to get more of that. Um, but besides that, I've been working through some that came out over the last few weeks, which uh, I've been going through newsroom, getting ready for that to come back. Um, but other than that, there aren't any other new releases on my radar. Yeah. The- Start being that person that you start trashing the show that you really, really like just to <laughs> try and trick the TV gods into thinking exactly. that you don't like it. Reverse psychology. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, so that they, that, that sh- it tends to work. There's, there always seems to be, while a, a lot of stuff fails, I mean, if you look at what got canceled this last season, there was a lot of one first year shows that got canceled and, and a lot of second year shows that, you know, that really shouldn't even gotten a second year <laughs> that got canceled yeah. uh, this past season. And so there was just a lot of, you know, new stuff. It seemed like even more so than an average uh, year that, that didn't make it. And while a lot of those shows, it's like, yeah, whatever, but there's always one or two in that, that you're just like, how did people not tune into this? You know, like, why did they not find this? Because there's, you know, a show like, you know, Last Resort, while, you know, the the ratings, you know, trailed off, it never started out very well. Like, it never even got that. There's been so many shows recently that I think have been really good, but for whatever reason, the way that they're marketed or the network that they're on or the time slot that they're in or all of those things combined, they don't even get a good tryout from people, which is one of those bizarre things that I, I look at some of the shows and go, what is it about this that didn't interest anybody? Like that they weren't interested in even tuning in for the first episode. Well, that's like one of the things that I will continually be annoyed at, like just now in general at TV, because if I look at any of my favorite shows from like the nineties or the eighties or whatever, like the first season were terrible. They were all terrible. They were all like <laughs> really bad. I mean, not maybe not like as terrible as they can remember, but like, you know, I mean, if they had 
premiered now, they would have gotten axed. And, you know, back then it was like, well, we'll let you have a crappy first season. And as long as it does decent, like, we'll keep going. And then they got so much better, you know, as they went on and they became really good hit shows. But it's like, you know, like, you can't even get a chance anymore. If you're not that good right out of the gate and you don't have the ratings, then no one will even give you a chance because of just, I guess, because there's so much on attention spans. I don't know, whatever reason and and ratings only tend to seem to go down like from wherever they start they tend to go down they very very few shows tend to go up i mean there are uh the shows like you know NCIS that hit like peak numbers in like it's you know sixth season or something like that you know where <laughs> it kept it kept going up or some some of the cable shows occasionally but i think some of that is is uh like things like Sons of Anarchy and stuff where because especially in the beginning, since they're shorter seasons that people, more and more people kept hearing about them and then they would catch up and then watch the new season. And so, you know, an audience continued to build uh, or something like Big Bang Theory that because of, you know, reruns on TBS and stuff like that, more and more people started to find and then would watch new episodes. But for the most part, you know, a new show starts and it tends to only go down. And so if you don't start with a pretty solid number, uh, the chances, even if the show gets better, of people coming back is so remote these days that they just cancel them, which is too bad because it it is true. There would be – if Seinfeld premiered today, <laughs> that first like eight-episode season or whatever is not – you know, is not good and at the time – premiered pretty badly and so if you sort of granted the numbers that it premiered pretty badly with would be hit numbers today (laughs) but yet today it would have premiered with you know much lower numbers and and you know and even if it would have got a re-air you know and what are the chances they would even get a re-air in the summertime now because they show all these different reality shows and and things don't repeat well anyways and so it wouldn't even have gotten a chance to uh you know, to get those other, those other seasons of the show that now a lot of people consider to be one of the best comedies ever, you know, it's, it's definitely a strange thing. And it's hard too to come out of the gate with, mm-hmm. uh, especially, especially comedy wise, because they're even more so, I think with comedy, there has to be a good connection between, uh, the, the people and I think it takes a little bit for them to build, you know, for the writers to see really what each of the actors are good at and, you know, to start writing more for them and, you know, and how they deliver things and and for the actors to become, you know, more bonded with the, the rest of the cast. And, and then it makes it easier uh, to produce, you know, comedy, I think, later on. It's, I think when you see... When you see a, a really good comedy right out of the gate, you know, when something's like really working, it's like even more of a surprise, I think, than when a drama does. At least that's the way I've, uh, I think some of those tend to work. But anyways, it'll be interesting to see how many of these shows <laughs> coming in the fall, because there's a lot of new stuff coming. It has to fill all those gaps of all that stuff they canceled. Yep. And then now with all the the mid-season shows and then the addition of all the cable channels that are now programming things year-round, you know, not just in the summer and winter. 
uh, there's there's so much stuff on. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what shakes, you know, what what shakes free and what sticks uh, over this next uh, season. And hopefully, it won't be any of our favorites that that are the ones that don't stick. <laughs> well, uh, thank you again, both of you, for uh, joining me. And uh, next week, Amory will be back with me, and uh, our guest will be Melissa Lowry from NiceGirlsTV.com. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking about some more TV shows, things that are airing uh, in this upcoming week. And as always, you can find uh, links to the stories and DVDs we mentioned, as well as where you can find uh, Andrea and Emma online and uh, their websites uh, in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 186. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts about the stuff that we talked about uh, today. You know, what shows are you looking forward to uh, coming in the fall and midseason? And... Uh, where do you fall on uh, Defiance and uh, Falling Skies? And uh, did you watch Mad Men? And did you think anything happened this season? <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, let us know on uh, Facebook or Twitter uh, at TV Times 3 or, as always, send an uh, email to feedback at tvtimes3.com. And uh, with that, we'll close out with the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And once again, I'd like to say thank you both Andrea and Emma for joining me on the uh, podcast. Thank you. Thank you. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do. Watch TV and have a couple of brews.